I don't know what we're yelling about! Loud noises! Hey everybody, it's Eugene Driscoll of ValleyIndy.org. Welcome to a very special edition of Naval Gazing, the Valley Indie podcast. Today, our guest, or my guest, Ethan Fry, the reporter, is off this week, the other reporter. So today, my guest, J.R. Romano, state chairman of the Republican Party, state GOP chairman, and Kiernan Majoris Collins, a 21-year-old college student from West Hartford who was escorted out of a Donald Trump rally Saturday at Sacred Heart University. Before he was escorted out, he held up a sign that said, ballots, not bullets. He was approached by Ansonia Alderman Phil Tripp, who was there as a Trump supporter. And Mr. Tripp had some words with Kiernan, and I'm going to play that audio right now. I really don't, don't take that my face. I really don't appreciate you interrupting my rally. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm pro Second Amendment. You got a problem with that? I'm pro Second Amendment. You got a problem with that? Okay, that was Phil Tripp talking to Kiernan Majerus Collins. Uh, Collins is a 21-year-old uh, college student who's been to four of these Trump rallies. Uh, he's held up signs and he's been escorted out twice. Tripp is the president of the Ansonia Board of Aldermen and he ran for state senate in 2014 against Senator Joseph Crisco. My goal here today, obviously your reaction to what you just heard depends on where you fall on the political spectrum. My goal, I was hoping to have Alderman Tripp on to provide us insight. I wanted to dig a little deeper into that audio and talk to him and ask him what was going on at that precise moment when you saw that sign, why did you think it was important, why did you think it was worth going over and engaging with uh, this protester. Uh, I put out the, the offer to have uh, Alderman Tripp come on for this podcast, but he just couldn't make it. We couldn't make it happen. I do have an interview you'll hear in a second with Kiernan. I also wanted to ask him, I'm, what compels you to go to a room of 5,000 people who do not believe what you believe uh, and, and do what you did. Are, are you looking to just agitate? Are you looking to get thrown out? And it's, I, I think it's, I thought what he said is, is interesting and worth listening to. Uh, since I couldn't get Alderman Trippon, I did reach out to J.R. Romano, and he agreed to talk to me to sort of react to the video. Romano, the, what you'll hear in the podcast is Romano will be up next, the state GOP chairman. He reacts to the audio we just heard. And by the way, the audio, I should have said this already, but basically it, it is hard to hear. It's recorded on a cell phone. Uh, the video is on Kiernan's Facebook page. But basically after Kiernan raised the sign, uh, Alderman Tripp says, why are you interrupting my rally? And then uh, talks about the, the NRA. And basically they're having a disagreement over Trump's recent comments about 
uh, the Supreme Court, Hillary Clinton, and what Second Amendment people should do. So there's that difference of opinion there. And then you hear that uh, Alderman Tripp thinks that Kiernan's interpretation of Mr. Trump's statements are driven by the liberal media. So J.R. Romano and I also have a bit of a, a wandering conversation about the campaign in general and media bias. So without any further ado, here is J.R. Romano. So uh, you watched that video. Uh, Phil Tripp is the president of the Ansonia Board of Aldermen. He also uh, put in a pretty good race, I guess, two years ago against Senator Joseph Crisco here in the Valley. What was your reaction to uh, Phil Tripp's words in that video? Um, what, that, that you had someone come to a Donald Trump rally to start trouble? Is that your impression of it, that they're just essentially the protesters are professional troll? Well, he's, but this is the, not the first time that he's done it. I don't know if you know that or not, Eugene. Yep, yep, yep. He's I, done this I, I in talk, multiple Trump events. He's been kicked out, I guess, I guess uh, four or two? He's done it four Ooh. times and kicked out of two. Uh, that's not true. I think he's done, I, I know of another time that he, it was three. He's been removed, I think, three times. Um, but this is what he, this is what he does. He wants to go and be a provocateur. Um, and that's his right. But you know, what would happen is if uh, a Yankees fan were to walk into Fenway park and start antagonizing Red Sox fans, it's not going to end well for anybody. And, and, you know, this is no different. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I think Phil is a military guy and, you know, he expressed an opinion as did Kieran. So all in all, uh, the way these things go, a pretty uh, level-headed discussion, I guess, over the whole thing? Well, I guess the, the premise, Eugene, that I have a hard time with is, is that the, there were no blows, no one was hurt, no one was injured. Uh, are you saying that Karen's feelings were hurt? Because I have thousands of, of screenshotted images of, of people on the left calling Donald Trump's wife names. Uh, I mean, words, you know, what's the old expression, sticks and stones, right? Yeah. Uh, the words will never hurt me. Yeah, I guess what I was hoping but for, I think, I, what I was hoping for here, to be perfectly honest with you, and I and I failed at it. Um, you know, we see these videos. I think, and this is my opinion, from both sides. You'll see triumph the insult comic dog, comic dog uh, making fun of Trump supporters as uneducated morons, and we never get really to talk to the guy in front of the camera and the guy behind the camera, and knowing Phil Tripp at least professionally as a reporter from covering the city of Ansonia and reading stories on it. I thought it was an opportunity uh, to talk to him about, well, what goes through your mind when you walk up to a uh, protester? Like, what exactly, what do you feel, and, and what, what compels you well, to, to, well, so to let, approach? Let, let, and and sure the same, thing, and the same thing with Kieran. The same thing with Kieran. And, and, you know, I talked to him, and he goes on for about uh, 10 minutes about what, you know, what his motivation was, so... But his, his motivation is to be a provocateur. He wants the drama, right? He wants the attention. Um, and and what's, what's even more disturbing, and, and I'm not saying this about you, but let, let's be honest, Kieran, his father, and his friends, they're all a part of this journal. They, they say they're journalists, but their bias shows through immediately. And, and they, have, they're, they're, they have an agenda that they're pushing. Um, and, you know, Phil Tripp's standing there. He's a military guy. And there's lots of people in this country and in this state that feel as though our politicians and our government are completely out of control. We're being lied to. We're being manipulated. Well, we actually know for a fact that Hillary Clinton is lying to us. Um, and so people get emotional about that. 
Yeah, and let me ask you a question. You know, one, one thing that I thought was uh, uh, most likely uh, Phil Tripp, at least locally uh, in the Naugatuck Valley, he might be viewed or will probably be viewed as a hero uh, for you know, calling uh, someone on their BS, essentially. Do you think that? Well, and, and, and that's and that's part of, like that's what we're just trying to have a, an honest and real conversation about. You know, this kid, he's a college kid. He's going to get attention. I mean, this is what this generation does. Right. Um, he's just doing it in the format of 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 uh, a political venue versus going on Instagram and sending selfies of themselves. Right. That this is he's a he's a millennial. Um, and. You know, I think that the biggest problem is, is you have a big distinction between the way that the left is treated and the way that the right is treated. Somehow the right is treated to a different standards. I could send you videos of Trump people being attacked uh, just walking back to their cars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you don't you don't see that at, at Hillary Clinton. You don't see that at any Democrat event where you have Republicans that are under attack as they're coming out of a Donald Trump rally. Um and, and yet somehow the, the media wants to portray it as though Trump is full of hate, right? Trump supporters are full. Meanwhile, they're the ones that, that little kids are getting accosted and spit at and, and chased. Shirts being ripped off of these people walking out of rally. Okay, that was J.R. Romano. He is the state Republican chairman, uh, Derby native. And now let's listen to an interview I did earlier in the day with Kieran Majuris Collins. And just to repeat, he is the uh, young man that held up a sign, ballots, not bullets, at the Trump rally at Sacred Heart University on Saturday, which prompted a brief encounter with Ansonia Alderman Phil Tripp over the Second Amendment and what Donald Trump meant a week or two ago when he made some comments about Hillary Clinton, the Second Amendment, and Second Amendment people. Here's Kiernan. On the line with me is Kiernan Majuris Collins. Now, did I just butcher your last name? I just asked you how to pronounce it, but I have a feeling I butchered it. No, that was that was, that was pretty good. All right, so far so good. So, Kiernan, you uh, tell us about yourself uh, a little bit before we get uh, before I start asking you about the video you shot over the weekend of uh, the president of the Antonio Board of Aldermen at a Trump rally. Uh, how old are you? What do you do for a living? What's your background? Sure. Um, so I'm 21 years old. I live in West Hartford, Connecticut. Um, I am a rising junior at Bates College, and I do various odd jobs. I do political consulting. I do history stuff. I do trumpet lessons. I do any anything and everything that college students can do to get a little money for pizza. <laughs> okay. And you're 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 a political guy. I mean, you make no bones about yeah. it. You're you're certainly not a supporter of Donald Trump. No, not at all. In fact, um, my friends and I uh, were the first people in America to protest Donald Trump. Um, and, and so ever since the beginning, we have been 100% dead set against him. I think that he is the most dangerous presidential candidate um, in this country's history. And I think that it's incredibly important that, that people stand up and, and uh, oppose him. And how many Trump rallies have you attended? Um, I have attended four Trump rallies, so Fairfield was, was number four. Okay, so what happens? Uh, how do you uh, get into these rallies? I mean, is your goal to get thrown out? I, I guess it's pretty easy to get thrown out from these rallies. Yeah, um, well, well, we have... Uh, I've, I've gone with various different groups of people um, to, to these four different rallies, um, and uh, I've been thrown out at two of them. Um, so 
it's it's a coin flip chance as to whether or not you're going to get to stay. Um, but you know, I, I don't I don't make a goal of getting thrown out, and I I um I do I do believe that um, just as as I think it's important for me to be there and to voice my opinion, um, I want to voice my opinion in a way that is non-disruptive, um, because I do think that Donald Trump and his supporters have a right to have rallies and say what they think. Um, I just also think that I've got a right to be there and and make it clear that I, I don't agree. Um, uh, so we don't do any shouting. We don't do any kinds of disruptions like that. Um, the only thing we've ever done at these Trump rallies is silently hold signs. Okay. And what were the two? I mean, obviously you were, you were tossed out uh, in Fairfield on Saturday. Where was the other rally held uh, where you were thrown out? Uh, Lowell, Massachusetts. Um, so back in January, uh, the second, the second rally I, I attended, um, we were uh, we had had our signs ripped up by Trump supporters and were thrown out of of the um, Songus Arena in Lowell. Okay, so describe the scene uh, Saturday. I mean, it's uh, it's ninety degrees out. Uh, it was probably what one hundred and twenty inside uh, Sacred Heart, uh, from what I I read. Uh, take me through it. Like you're sitting there. How long were you there? Uh, what happened? Sure. Well, we actually got. Um, we got a late start, so we were we were um, some of the last people in into the arena, which uh, was not was not um, ideal for protesting purposes. But considering how hot it was in there, I wouldn't have wanted to be in there one minute more. Um, I probably lost five pounds just standing there for an hour. Um, but uh, you know, they they packed as many people into that place as they could. Um, I think that the report said that there were about five thousand people there, and 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 I I do I do believe it was this close to that number. Um, and and I think they had the air conditioning going, but it didn't matter much. Everybody was just soaked with sweat. They were handing out cold water and and, and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah. So at we what were, point we were you, milling around? Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. At what point? Where do you? Uh, what what point in the rally do you put up the sign? Is there any kind of science to it? Is there any kind of planning to when you do your silent protest? Um, yeah. So so we always wait until Donald Trump is actually speaking. Um, so that it's clear that our objection is is to to him in particular and not to you know Jared Romano or something, um, and and so uh, in this case we we were we were protesting um, uh, specifically Trump's recent comments that uh, Second Amendment people could do something about Hillary Clinton um, if she was elected president, and so um, we we waited until he had gotten past the pleasantries and and how much he loves Connecticut to start talking about how much he hates Hillary and how uh, how terrible she'd be for America. And that's when we put up signs objecting to his, his uh, kind of rhetoric and and um, and the sort of uh, culture of gun violence that the Trump campaign seems to espouse. Now, how do people notice that you're even doing this? I would, they're, they're all watching Trump and, and listening to him and cheering. Uh, how, at what point, how long do you hold up a sign, and when does it start, when do people start to yell at you? Oh, it's almost immediate. Um, they, they are the most thin-skinned people I have ever been around. The, the Donald Trump supporters w- will, you know, they they need a safe space. Frankly, they need their rally to to not have any any possible distractions. And it's you know, if you if you hold a sign, um, something as innocuous as America's already great, uh, it's like holding a holding a giant red cape in front of an angry bull. Um, you know, they they start they start shouting and and then and screaming almost immediately. Okay, so now I'm going to attempt and bear with me. I may uh, blow out your eardrums here. I'm going to attempt <laughs> to play 
uh, from your Facebook page, the video that you took. And, and then we'll, we're interested, uh, or I'm interested in particular, in uh, Phil Tripp, who's the president of the Ansonia Board of Aldermen, uh, where we are based. That's our uh, local angle here. So, so I'm going to press play. Cover your ears for a sec. Sure. I apologize in advance. Okay. I'm pro Second Amendment. You got a problem with that? I'm pro Second Amendment. You got a problem with that? All right, so that's Phil Tripp, and in the words flash up. Uh, how did you uh, decide to videotape Phil Tripp specifically? Oh, I had no clue who he was until after the rally, um, and 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 when I learned that he was an elected official in Ansonia, I was just shocked. I mean, I, I couldn't believe that this red-faced, screaming man who was shouting about the NRA um, had been entrusted with with public office in in a Connecticut town. Um, so did so he I, approach I was you? Not there to. Yes, did, yes, he, okay. he 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 approached me. Yes, he was he was obviously unhappy that that uh, I was at the protest, um, and and really didn't um, didn't have uh, much in the way of of any reservations about about telling me exactly what he he thought of our protest. And uh, um, is this is your encounter with them? I mean, it's I just press play and it starts. Is there is there video beforehand? Uh, I mean, is he, is he talking calmly to you beforehand and then it escalates, or is it just uh, as you see it? Um, it, it depends on which video you're looking at, but um, I, I, post, I posted the condensed version of what happened um, yesterday with with various different cam- camera angles, but, but I also live-streamed the entire rally. Okay. So... Um, if you if you go back, you can see the beginning of of when he starts to talk to us, and and uh, you know he's telling me that that he, this is a Trump rally and I shouldn't be here and and I'm being disruptive, and and that's that's all right there in the in the in the live video. And then of course he objects to the camera uh, that I'm that I'm running. I'm running a live stream, and so I'm holding the camera up to show he's talking. And I didn't know who he was. Um, but you know he pushes my camera down and then I pull it back up again and and uh you know um I guess I guess now now that I know that he's a he's a politician I I, I can see why he'd be embarrassed about what he uh he was doing it's certainly an embarrassment to to the voters who elected him now uh at what point did you realize like how did you find out he is a local official um, several folks uh, in Connecticut politics uh, told me afterwards when they saw the video uh, that he was a state Senate candidate mm-hmm. um, and or, or had been a state Senate candidate two years ago. And I did a quick Google search to try to find out, was that true? And, you know, yes, not only was he the Republican nominee for state Senate, but he had this public office in Ansonia as a, as a town leader. And I was I was just shocked. So let, I mean, now I'm going to play uh, the rest. And I and with the video that I specifically saw, I did not see your live stream. I did not aware. Uh, I was not aware that that existed. I'm looking at uh, your Facebook page. It's got about uh, three thousand views right now. But I'll definitely go sure, back yeah. and look at the whole thing. But here's a here's another uh, snippet from this video. Goodbye. I am done with you. Okay. 
So that's it. That's from uh, the snippet uh, that I saw. And Kieran, what do you uh, hope to accomplish like by posting that video of uh, Alderman Tripp? Um, well, I think that, uh, that I mean, I, w- I would have posted it if he was just, you know, Joe Nobody. But um, I think it's even more important uh, to have to have a video like this um, be available to the public when uh, this is a person who's who's in public office and who's who's accountable to to the voters um you know obviously the people of ansonia have to decide if this is the kind of uh behavior that they want to see from their town leaders uh but but i do think that it's important that 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 uh when when politicians do things in public that that people can see what they're doing (laughs) and i i know i was I, i i made sure to post it yeah so, you know, we run a Facebook page, uh, The Valley Indie, and it's about 12,000 uh, people strong. And, and we were, it was mentioned, I think, in a CT News Junkie article over the weekend, maybe leading up to Trump's appearance. Trump is very popular here. Uh, I almost think the reaction uh, based on Trump-related posts we've had in the past will... Uh, Phil Tripp might pick up a few votes uh, in certain pockets, uh, is there, uh, I mean, how do you react to, to something like that? And, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, what's it well, all mean? That, that's, that, that some, is, it, is it fair to define Phil Tripp from uh, a 15-second video where he gets uh, angry? Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know Alderman Tripp personally, obviously. I've, I've only talked to him for 35 seconds or whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think that if, that if he ends up picking up votes as a result of this, um, that, you know, that's democracy that I, all I can do is, is to show people, you know, how he behaved when he was around me, um, what he believes. And, uh, you know, if, if the people of Antonia, um, want that from their leaders, you know, then, then that's what they should get. Um, we, we have, we have elections in, in this country and, and, and they should mean something. Now, when you were escorted out, uh, how did that uh, work out for you? I know, I know. It, I guess the the clip that I saw, you're, you're called an effing communist, I think. As yeah, you... yeah. So, um, so the Trump supporters got uh, got really excited and uh, sort of vengeful um, as we were being escorted out of the out of the arena or out of the gym. I don't. I'm not sure what it was. Uh, and there's a, there's a picture, in fact, it ran in the uh, Hartford Current. I saw it, yeah. yeah. With, yeah, um, with Alderman Tripp uh, right behind me, uh, red-faced and screaming um, as I was being escorted out by the police. Um, and, and so they, he, he and the other Trump supporters um, were, were, really, were really delighted to have us, uh, to have us uh, shoved out the door. Now, at that, I guess there's two things happen. I mean, the, the, I guess it's, is it Fairfield police who, who escorted you out, or is it campus police? I don't know who, the, the, the guys in the uniforms that show up? Yeah, it, so that wasn't, that wasn't really clear to me. I know that there was at least one guy who was with the Fairfield Police Department, but beyond that, they didn't really identify themselves. Um, now, at that point, is, know, it, if, is it mixed feelings when you see them? Uh, because, I mean, you're in a crowd of people who aren't happy with you. Uh, at that particular moment, uh, is it good to see somebody in a uniform and get escorted out c- for your safety, or like what what goes through your head there? Well, um, at, there have been times when I've certainly been glad to see 
police and security at, at Trump rallies. But um, honestly, in Fairfield, I think that the uh, that the police were rougher than any of the Trump people were. Um, you know, it's not impossible that some of the police were Trump people. But um, I, uh, you know, Alderman Tripp uh, behaved the worst of all of the Trump supporters. But even he, you know, he didn't try to rip off our signs or anything like has uh, has happened in in previous rallies. And so. You know, I, I didn't I didn't feel any great sense of relief that, oh, here's the police to rescue us, mm-hmm. especially since they were, they, you know, they were very intent on getting us out as quickly as possible and had had little little regard for uh, how, how nicely they did it. <laughs> um, so and then once you were outside, uh, you saw somebody with a sign. Uh, it looked like white supremacist look like uh, you, you explain to me what you saw once you were outside the arena. Sure. So we were outside the arena, um, kicked out the door with accompanying threats of, you know, don't come back or you'll get arrested. Um, and we weren't interested in, in spending a night in Fairfield County lockup, so we uh, just just sort of started walking back to the car and, and uh, you know, we're walking past the the guys hawking Hillary blows but not like Monica shirts and, and uh, you know, little Trump knockoff Trump gear made in China and all that sort of thing. And, and then we walked past this group of bald white guys, young guys, holding this sign, and I can't see what it says because we're walking behind them. And, and I, I walk around the front, and I, I look at it, and it says, diversity equals white genocide. And I was with uh, a couple of uh, Jewish friends and a black friend. So the three of them very quickly sort of walked down the street, and I, I went up to the guys, and I said, I said uh, you know, would you mind uh, letting, me take a, let me, letting me take a picture of you? And they were... To, to credit the uh, white supremacists, they were very uh, accommodating with my with my picture. They didn't have any problem being photographed, and and said so they said that they were there for me, um, which was a little unsettling. Um, I'm not sure they they would have said the same thing had they known uh, why I was there, but you know I, I took a picture of of what they were of what they were holding because I thought that it was just such a perfect encapsulation of of the the underlying sentiments of the, of the Trump movement um, that this, that this entire campaign is really at its core level based in white nationalism. And that's important to recognize. Okay. Kiernan, thank you so much uh, for taking a couple of minutes uh, to chat with me. You know, I really appreciate you. You had no uh, time to prepare. I just called you up and, and you got right on the phone. So I do appreciate your time. Sure. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm happy to help. And uh, if you if you uh, want any more from the rally, you should you should definitely check out my uh, my Facebook Live video and also um, one of my friends who came to the rally wrote a column about her experience as well. And where's that column? How do we, is that? Um, the... I, I'm probably gonna post it on my Facebook page in about 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> and your Facebook page is so. public. Is it a? Uh... Yes. Yeah. Okay. No. No. Yeah. Everybody can see it. Yeah. Okay. All right, Kiernan. Have a good day. Thank you so much. My pleasure, absolutely. Thanks. Bye bye. All right, so there was Kiernan, and uh, you know, I thought my impression of him was twenty-one years old, smarter guy than I am, has his opinions, uh, whether you agree with him or not. Doesn't sound like a dumb guy. Might not hit some of those protester stereotypes that sometimes get kicked around. I gave Kiernan a lot of time. You know, I, uh, I couldn't get Alderman Trip, and I talked to J.R. Romano instead. Like I've said repeatedly. So now this last part of the podcast is just sort of Jr. talking in general about the election, and uh, you know I edited it. I edited the interview a little bit for time, uh, but basically we talk about media bias, 
uh, and whether uh, you know Trump's late problems or his problems of late, whether of his own doing or uh, created by the media. And I just want to mention very quickly, Jr. brings this up at one point, I think, during our interview. I've stated before on this podcast that we've done, uh, like when Mayor Cassetti of Ansonia was a delegate at uh, the Republican National Convention, uh, Trump's not my guy. Uh, I'm not supporting him. I'm, I'm an independent uh, in general. Uh, I'm not really big into the national politics. Uh, you know, I'm just not a political junkie. I, I do love local news, but just for full disclosure and transparency, yeah, I'm not a Trump supporter. And I'm going to refer back to Karen and his father. They're reporters, and they have an agenda. And so if you don't support their idea of what's right and fair and just, you're not intelligent, you're bigot, you're all these things. And it comes through in their reporting. And, and, and that's just the reality. If, if you, there's, you know, I think the, um, this has become a major problem on college campuses as well. So is this, I mean, the fact that I'm calling you up because uh, the president of the Board of Aldermen said bullshit, uh, are stories no, like this? No, that's a viable, that's a, that's a you're, you're doing your job. I'm not, I'm not complaining about you at all, Eugene. I, I, I think. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm never, you know, I'm not perfect. I, I don't know. I'm not even sure this is uh, worth the time I'm, I'm dedicating to it. But what I've read elsewhere even from inside journalism circles, it's easy to cover Trump because you know he's always going to say something that's, to put it mildly, unconventional. Uh, you know, if, is this hurting Trump? Is well, let me ask you a question. No, well, let me ask you, but again, let's, let's, look at, let's, let's flip the lens a little bit here, Eugene. Let's look at the comment that Elizabeth Warren made. I wish Donald Trump would just disappear. Now, as someone with Italian heritage, that could mean something a little different than what it was intended, Right. You think that's the so equivalent I, to uh, I, I what Trump the, said? And, and, and by the way, I'm, I'm saying this sarcastically gotcha. because the media spins things the way that they want to see it. To my point is, is what, when Elizabeth Warren called for Donald Trump to disappear, what was she really saying? Uh-huh. You could have done a week's worth of stories about that. And I'm not saying you, I'm just saying the media in general. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So okay. I, under, I understand your point about, well, he says these things. Or is it that you take something he says and you give it the worst meaning and you run a week's worth of stories about it? So if everybody – one thing uh, you know, that we get even on our own Facebook page from locals uh, is that, well, the media is biased. You know, either we're you – know, we were just accused over the weekend of being uh, in the pocket of uh, Ansonia Republicans. Uh, if everybody knows the media is biased, how is this hurting Donald Trump? Because he's blaming the media bias on his uh, poor polling. Well – well, first of all, it's, it's, I think that every year the media does this to the Republican candidate, right? How, how, the, this is what is so fascinating to me. How come there hasn't been a story about the fact that four years ago, Mitt Romney was the Wall Street candidate, the 1%, the rich, the banking, Wall Street, all this stuff. Four years later, you have Hillary Clinton, who's taken millions from Wall Street, is the epitome of insider Wall Street the whole nine. And not a single media outlet has talked about that flip in culture and view from the Democratic Party. Is that because and Hillary is, is that so, because so, Hillary's so running the, a good so campaign? To Donald Trump's point, to Donald Trump's point, is the analysis of what's going on amongst the Democrats isn't there. They spend. Here, here's another perfect example. They spent 
weeks talking about the Khan controversy, but made no mention of Pat Patricia Smith and what happened in Benghazi and how Hillary Clinton and the left treated that uh, 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 grieving mother because it didn't fit the narrative that they wanted to push. So that's, that's when Donald Trump says the media is hurting him, that's how. But just right? by suppressing, okay, suppressing storylines that he's trying to get out there. Well, it's not, but it's not, it's, but, I'm not, know, I don't mean to, I, I, I don't mean to cheapen just, it as a storyline, but that's just a phrase right, I just, used. Yeah. Just questions that should be asked. They don't ask Hillary Clinton those questions. Okay. They don't go after her record the way that they go after his. But can part they of that, they don't, can part of that be because uh, what uh, Hillary Clinton is doing is just pointing over at Donald Trump and saying, look, he's unfit to, uh, he doesn't have the temperament to be president. And then uh, Donald Trump keeps seeming to give the media these easy stories where he acts like he's again, not Eugene, fit to be president. Eugene, and I, and I, Eugene I'm going I'm to say this respectfully, and I, I know that you've made a comment on air about thinking what, you, what your opinion is of Donald Trump. My point to you is, is you buy and believe what Hillary Clinton is saying. So therefore, you're, you're coming at this with a, with, a, with a view. My point is, is that you, instead of taking what Hillary Clinton says and, and – how about we analyze Hillary Clinton? How come we are not asking any questions about the Clinton Foundation? Mm -hmm. How come there hasn't been 24-hour stories about the fact that there's massive emails that say a potential pay-to-play -play, pay scheme was going on between the State Department and the Clinton Foundation? Hey, would that be happening if Trump wasn't the candidate that the Republicans uh, put up there? No, because this is what this is what happened. This is what this is why I've been consistent. It didn't matter who our nominee was. This is what this is what the Hillary Clinton and the media would be doing to it. We saw this with Mitt Romney. They tore him apart. That was state GOP chairman J.R. Romano. Apologize if my editing skills are a little choppy there. Uh, I'm still learning. I want to thank uh, Keenan Majerus Collins for taking the time to speak to me, and I want to thank J.R. Romano. Uh, who, this is his second appearance on our podcast. Uh, thank you, JR. And that's it. For, I'm Eugene Driscoll, and see you next time.